Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hello, Jay. Hello, Sophie. We are here with a bonus episode. This has been demanded for a long time. But before we get started, Jade and I want to say that both of us have been blessed with in-laws that we get on with. This is not about our in-laws because in-laws, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, we asked you guys to send in your in-law story. And like always, because we can't help it, we are going to give our two cents worth. Yes, we're we maybe going to dish out some advice. Yeah, take um, it or leave unsolicited, it. Unsolicited, as always. But these are going to be absolute rippers. People have taken the time to not just pop them in the little question box. They these are emails, long <laughs> and short. There's a couple of theses. <laughs> Thesi. The- these, Don't these, ask me. These is, oh, clearly I've known the wrong one. Anyway, there's some long-ass fucking yeah. emails um, and we're going to read some of them out and we hope it gives you all a bit of a laugh and some of them are quite hectic so you might actually go, okay, maybe my in-laws yes. aren't that bad. Yes. Go. Okay. Oh, a bit of a rude or fabulous with oh, this one. Okay, you're clearly oh, a listener. You guys are legends. <laughs> she has given out her name, but we are not going to disclose that. Uh, okay, in-laws, fabulous. My mother-in-law is fantastic and takes my three-year-old every Wednesday to give me a day with my three-month-old and to do what I need to. She will also be having both of them when I go back to work. Sometimes she makes us dinner on the day she has them. She also does crafts and takes them when we go out for date nights or hang with friends. Rude. There is always a point in each pregnancy where she says, you're huge and sort of keeps dropping it for a few weeks every (laughs) time I see her. The issue is I don't actually get that big and obviously am super sensitive when pregnant. Last pregnancy, my husband had to say, mum, you know that's not a compliment, right? I honestly don't think it's her fault as most older ladies feel comfortable saying that stuff. On another note, could you do an episode on getting rid of the dummy after the recommended age and still getting them to sleep? Okay, whoever you are, one step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts? Okay, look, I think overall you've got a decent mother-in-law that absolutely loves you. I do think, you know, we say don't comment on women's bodies full stop, especially don't comment on them when they're pregnant and postpartum. But unfortunately they do come from a generation. You've said this before that your father-in-law said something to you when you got back from from being on yes. holidays and he didn't mean it as an offence but I think it's good. I think it's really good that your husband said to her, you know, that's obviously making you upset and I think the crux of a lot of these things is your partner needs to step up and speak to their fucking mum or dad. So I think it's good that he has spoken to her, told her it's not a compliment but I do also think that their generation doesn't understand that it can be rude as fuck to be told you're huge. Yeah, and I think that if you can just you know, water off a duck's back. I know it's not a nice thing to say, but if you think about all the lovely things she does do, well, they obviously outweigh those little snarky comments. Those little snarky comments. 
Two years ago, I had twins. Very traumatic ending in emergency C-section, but they were both very unwell in NICU. My mother-in-law brought the surgeon flowers because they did all the work. When my husband said I was recovering well, my mother-in-law said, of course she is. She didn't do anything. I laboured for six hours. Wow. I think whether you laboured or not, like as we say, whether you have a C-section or a vaginal birth, you gave birth, you should be getting flowers. Maybe bring two sets of flowers, maybe one for you and one for the obstetrician. No, but I feel like this was a real like in-your-face moment to say you haven't done any work here. Like it's almost shamed, like she's shaming her for not having a natural birth. You grew freaking twins. And had an emergency C-section. Look, old people, I'm going to just assume she's (laughs) fucking old, but, like, seriously, pull your head in or out of somewhere. (laughs) All right, this is another one. I've got so many, but this was probably the one that took the cake. I was 11 weeks postpartum. I had an ongoing and fairly heavy postpartum bleeding still at the 11-week mark. I had ultrasounds to rule out anything sinister and I was just feeling shitty. My mother-in-law came out with a random comment one day at home while she was visiting and said, you know, you can't rely on breastfeeding as contraception, don't you? Then proceeded to ask me if I was on the pill. I said, no, I've never been on the pill. And to be honest, it's like the last thing on my mind right now. So I'm not needing contraception. She then said, what, so you haven't had sex yet since birth? (laughs) I replied, no, I'm still bleeding heavily and I'm just not worried about that right now. Like, hello, I pushed a baby out of my vagina and torn nearly (laughs) through my bum hole. The last thing I'm worried about is having something shut back up there. And she said, I kid you not, oh, gosh, poor, insert son's name here, her son, You'll have to get that checked so you can hurry up and do something about that. <gasps> oh, nothing I mean, like a mother looking after her <laughs> son and his sex life. <laughs> it's fucked, isn't it? To be honest, because she's obviously so open with everything and happy to talk about her son having sex, I feel like she's the kind of person that you can just Absolutely. say it back to them because she's obviously not skirting around anything. <laughs> yeah, like she's not. you would just... That's hectic. Yeah. I think you need to say something. I think, you know, we need to get more comfortable with our in-laws. Like they're so comfortable with telling us everything. It's time to give a little bit back. Yeah. And, I mean, not that your partner should have to say something, but it would probably be helpful for him to also say, we're fine, I'm not worried about our sex life, it's the last thing on our mind right now, we're still in love, there's just a bit going on. Oh, And also just... Mind your own business. Mind your own business. And also, can you not be empathetic that, like, the poor mum is still bleeding 11 weeks down the track? But also, like, I think if you had a conversation with your partner to tell him and explain that his mum is worried about his sex life, he could have a conversation with her to say, Yeah, but you hear some mums about their sons, even when their sons are like four years old, worried about what their future sex life is going to be like. And it's weird. It's weird. And you also see like older women, they like get, they lick their thumb (laughs) and then like slick back their son's eyebrow and they're like 32. It's like, what are you doing? That's enough. That's fucking weird. I honestly hit the jackpot with my in-laws. I did too, but it's not me. 
I'm really trying to butter them up. <sighs> the best people ever, but I've definitely scarred my father-in-law for life. Oh dear. My father-in-law had his car in for a service and asked if he could use my partner's car. Would have loved to get a heads up because I had no <laughs> idea about this until I saw my partner's car driving down the layway and I... <laughs> And I pulled my pants down and mooned him. Wondered why he didn't pull up in the driveway, <laughs> only to realise it was his dad looking out the window and he definitely saw my entire ass and potentially my asshole because I was really giving it my all. He continued to drive down the road to their place. This happened years ago and he has never mentioned it, just acted like it never happened. First things first, I love that people are still giving out brown eyes. Oh. I didn't didn't know they were still a thing. No, like flashing your tits or like pulling your pants down, but given a big moon, like kudos to you. I I love that you would have done that to your partner at a public window basically anyway. Have you? Your poor neighbours, the things your neighbours must have seen. Have you ever had an issue like physically where your in-laws have seen you naked or do something that you're like, oh, um... While you're thinking, I'll tell you mine. So we obviously live on the same property as my mother-in-law. So she has seen every inch of me (laughs) and, like, she can come in and, like, come into my room and ask me a question and I'll be, our shower doesn't have, like, a door. It's all open in one bathroom. She just comes in, (laughs) stands there, and she's talking to me and she's She's like, no, but wait for it. She goes, oh, sorry, Jade, as if to say, like, sorry, I'll go out. But she doesn't. She just (laughs) continues the conversation while I'm, like, shaving my bits or whatever I'm doing. I don't think, I don't think I've had a problem with my in-laws. I have had a thing with my dad that, has never been discussed since. So sorry if either of my parents are listening to this and I don't want to talk about it. So we're not bringing it up again after you hear this. But when I moved away from Melbourne to the Gold Coast to go to uni, I had a boyfriend at the time and was doing long distance. And my friends as like a semi-joke bought me a vibrator to bring up with me. And anyway, I was living like on campus in the residence on campus. And I, I didn't actually, I think I used it like once. It wasn't really my thing at the time. Just dicks um, were your thing. <laughs> the real deal. Nah. Anyway, it was in my bedside table drawer where like those things would normally live. Anyway, I was moving out off campus into an apartment and my dad was helping me move my stuff, but I had to go to class. So I went. And anyway, it wasn't until I moved into my apartment that I realised he had unpacked everything from my bedside table drawers and popped them into a bag (laughs) and the bag was just like at the new place. But I kind of figured like as if like you leave the bedside table for the person whose residence it is to move. I thought that was like an unspoken universal rule. He obviously wasn't thinking. He was just trying to be helpful. But we have never spoken about this. But Timmy's drawer is full of watches, not full of (laughs) dildos. So that's probably I don't know. I haven't gone looking. He can have dildos in there if he wants. I'm not looking. A bedside table drawer is private. Okay. So on the same note. But no, I've never brown-eyed my in-laws if that's what you're asking. I don't think. 
think they've ever walked in on us or anything, but his house at home, his room and his parents' room, like, share a wall. Yeah, so they're and not so, like, things are I don't major. know if anyone's seen or heard. Yeah. Or, we just don't talk about it. No, no, no. Yeah. It's unspoken. Okay, so Harry is really close with my mum and my dad, but when they first met, this was probably, like, I don't know, maybe six months into the relationship of I think maybe one of our first trips away all together and no kids, we're all in a spa and mum mum decides to stand up to get out of the spa because she's had enough (laughs) and I don't know why. She probably was in her 30s at this stage and one of her strings has unravelled. Her bikini bottom strings. Her bikini bottom strings has unravelled and her bush just (laughs) came out. Sorry, mum, I think she had a bush. Anyway, Harry was standing there. That generation has a bush. Harry was sitting there, his arms relaxed in the spa, right, (laughs) and in his view that is what he sees. She stands up. Her bikini bottoms drop and he just sees the whole hoo-ha. Anyway, he has never, ever let her live that down. (laughs) He cannot even believe it that he is just like, he's like, I think at Christmas times he brings it up. He's like, Melissa, don't tell me that. I've seen you naked and it just gets so wrong. Do you know, once I cut my hair short and it looked so much like my mum's hair and we both have this green dress that we have the same one. Anyway, mum and dad were up visiting once and mum was bending over cleaning something up and she had the green dress on and Nick walked past and went, hey, babe, and smacked her on the butt and mum turned around and he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were so. Yeah. That's fucking gold. Okay. My in-laws live in Scotland, so when they visit, it is quality time. Quality is in inverted commas, so we'll see what that means. (laughs) It usually ends in me wanting to kill them. Last visit was particularly bad. I had an eight-month-old and they were just so annoying. One particular day, I'd left them my keys so they could come and go as I was planning on meeting some girls from the mother's group for some champagne in the park. Yes, girl. I'd just popped the champagne champagne and was about to take a sip when my watch kept buzzing with messages from the in-laws asking where I was at, how long I would be. They were waiting outside and they were hot. I pretended I didn't see the messages, drank a bottle of champagne (laughs) and then walked home. When I arrived, they were furious cracked it with me and wouldn't speak to me. I asked them why they didn't take the keys. I left them when I told them I would be out and they scoffed and walked away. I seriously wanted to punch them in the face. (laughs) Needless to say, I don't look forward to their annual visits. Fucking in-laws. Hang on. So what happened? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The fucking in-laws. She's drunk on champagne. She probably can't remember. No, she was pissed. She probably didn't even leave the keys. (laughs) That's that's why they're angry. (laughs) Nah, but good on you. Oh, God, the subject heading, in-laws cancelled our wedding date. Let's <gasps> go. Okay, okay, okay. And just so everyone knows, Sophie and I haven't read, read any, any of these indeed. until now and we're really excited. Okay, my in-laws, in quotations, surprised us at 4.20pm the day before our wedding in March 2020 that they, along with most of their side of the family, won't be coming to their own son's <gasps> wedding. So as our hand was forced and we had no choice but to cancel the entire wedding and to this day they never ever apologised or spoke of it ever, as in in their eyes they didn't do anything wrong, I could elaborate and go on about the pain, heartache and problems it caused but over two years later it's still so raw that family could do that to their own. 
Wow. I mean, Wait, why did they? I feel like we're not why? getting. Enough. We need we need the in laws <laughs> to write in their side of the story so we can put it all together. I feel like we could make. We an need opera. to be Dr. Phil. We oh, have. Oh, oh my god! No, oh, no. Yeah, we can be Dr. Jade and Dr. Sophie, but I, I can't call myself <laughs> that because I actually am. Like, but we need to have the the daughter-in-law here yes. and the parents-in-law yes. here and they yes. fight to the yes. death. <laughs> and we've got Jerry Springer and then we've got shit flying we've out, dildos out of drawers and it's all happening. Okay, this one, I feel like we can't really like. We need more information. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it doesn't really. My father-in-law know. did turn around to my husband quite close to our wedding and say that he didn't feel like enough of their side of the family was invited, but mm. it was just like so late. Yeah. Like Nick was kind of like, there's literally nothing we can do about two that now. And to be so, honest, but look, you never want to it, invite someone last minute because it's quite clear yeah. they're a last minute It's like, oh, invite. you happen to be free in three days' time. First Christmas with the mother-in-law. She texted me to ask if I had some gift suggestions for my husband. I sent her a list and said anything crossed out was something I'd purchased for him already. One, oh, crossed, off, going. one crossed off item was a snorkel. <laughs> Cut to Christmas morning, she hands my husband a wrapped gift from her. And what do you know? It's a snorkel. I calmly say, oh, it looks like we've had a double up, Jane. <laughs> That's a fake name. <laughs> and I hand him the snorkel I bought him. He unwraps it and sweetly says, now we have two to snorkel together. My mother-in-law takes one look at the snorkel I got him and says, I did see that one at the shop, but the shop assistant told me it was for beginners. Safe to say the snorkels were rarely used. Oh, hey, snide comment at the end Do there. you think there's something about... I mean, we we don't know because we don't have sons. But do you think there's something there with mothers and of sons that really don't like or find it hard to accept their partners? Like, do you reckon that's a thing? Absolutely. Like, I, and sometimes mums and sons have weird relationships. Yeah. And I think part of it might be that it's been drilled into mothers of sons that like you're not going to have the same relationship yeah. as you would with a daughter. And I'm not saying this is true, but like, you know, that like, you know, once your son gets married, then he's going to have someone else to take care of him and he's not going to need you anymore and blah, 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 which is a crock of shit. But I think that maybe then some mothers overcompensate by being like, no, I'm going to keep my son mine forever. And then they're really weird to the daughter. I, I mean, the daughter-in-law. But like, it's like, we all are going to evolve as adults, hopefully, and that is a change in itself, right? Like mm. when they leave the nest, they're going to have their own mind and they're going to do their own things without mum saying yes but or no. But even if they're single for the rest of their life, like they're still going to, you're going to hope that they're still going to evolve and change and have some independence and. Yeah. Well, let's keep scrolling because it looks like some of these are nasty. My husband and I have been together for 10 years, married almost three, have four beautiful children together, go you, and from the moment my mother-in-law met, she had her claws out. My husband and I fell pregnant three months into dating. I'll never forget the day we told her we were expecting. Two young kids, I was 20, my husband was 19, she was shocked, obviously. When my husband left the room, my mother-in-law grabbed my arm and pulled me into her. She looked me dead in the face and said, you know, there are other options I can take you to have this pointing at my stomach taken care of. I took my arm 
back and said, thanks, but we both want this. We've had lots of discussions. Every opportunity she gets, she belittles me in front of my kids, says things about how I'm a horrible mom. She even went to the lengths of yelling out, I'm a C-U-N-T at my husband's <gasps> Christmas show in front of all their stuff. What? what? That's not even like Mate, undercover rude. That's, that's just, just flat out rude. rude. My husband and I have only just recently started speaking to her after going our own way for almost two years. We have her blocked on all social media so she can't see photos of our kids. And unless our kids are placed on a platter in front of her, she makes no effort to see them, but will spend big money on them at Christmas birthdays. Look, I have heard this happening. I think there's been a lot of dysfunctional issues in families. And then what happens is they use the children yeah. So they don't get to see the grandparents. The grandparents get upset because they can't see the grandkids. Yeah, but and- I'm sorry. If someone called me a cunt loudly, they no longer have access to my children. I know sometimes they're used as like a bit of a, you know, pawn in a chess game and that's not fair. Yeah, they've got no respect for you. I just Sometimes you have to make harsh calls like this and say, well, if you're going to act like that, you don't get to be a part of our life. I'm just sort of thinking on the other spin, if someone did call me a C-U-N-T, like my mother, I'm just, if she called me that at a Christmas party, I'd be like, I don't know. I just yeah, but you're thinking of your mother-in-law as being a nice human, and yeah, is she okay, out yeah. of character. All right, one let's think day. of some scumbag. That's so if someone was a scumbag to you from day one and was behind your partner's back and stuff, saying say we're allowed to say it. We'll do a disclosure that we can say the c word on air. Say it. Can't. Yeah, I said it the other week. Did you? Out of nowhere. Did you? Yeah. Far out. Nice to know you pay attention. But, yeah, no, I think sometimes you've got to draw a line. And I kind of think kudos to this person's partner that they're not putting up with shit that their mum is saying to their partner. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question because mum and I, I had no this conversation. This going. Okay. Yeah. Mum and I had a conversation the other day. If you were not speaking to your parents, mm. would you show up to their funeral? Yeah, probably. But why? But, but what's the reason I'm not speaking to Because you've had a falling out. Because where I see it is, why would you show up to a funeral and say that you care when you haven't made any effort when they're alive and now they're dead? Yeah, but you can, like, it It might be a two-way thing. Like, you may still want to be really part of their life, but, but they've stopped talking to you or something. I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. It's a real hard thing because people and adults and then money and communication and everything, it just gets so confusing. What if your mum said to you, like, I don't respect your job and I'm not seeing you again until you pick a different career path? But you still have all those, like, memories of the past. Like, you would still want to go to a funeral. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like I would. You're like, I killed her so I can't (laughs) go because the cops will be there. I'm in jail. (laughs) No, I feel like I... I'm the type of person that would really try and work out while she's alive. Okay, see, that's not an option. You can't, don't play the bloody. But that's what I do. Okay, of course, so if I, I would couldn't. Do that too. Okay, so if I couldn't. You've given me a black or white hypothetical. Yeah, I know. And you can't just <laughs> do a grey in the middle. Yeah, there's yeah. a big grey line. All right, let's move on. My parents' family insist on giving. Oh, I thought you said incest and I was like, (laughs) oh, this is going to be a banger. My, literally, my parents' family insist on giving not only Christmas presents but also a Santa sack full of $5 plastic junk that ends up at Vinnie's. We have a $50 limit but everyone gets everyone in the family something. 
We live quite remote, so Christmas gift shopping is a mad rush for us when we travel back down south, but we always try and gift something useful or an experience. This last year, I was gifted an assortment (laughs) of soft cheeses from my sister-in-law. I was pregnant. (laughs) When I added the cheeses to the snack table with some crackers, she said, oh, good, I was hoping you would do that, and those cheeses were her only contribution to Christmas lunch. She forgot about you for sure and she was bringing the cheeses for the platter and then just wrapped them. One of my friends, her partner has a mum who's notoriously questionable at gift giving and one year for her birthday she got a jar of jam but like not like some like, oh, I went to the markets and this is like a homemade jam or like she hadn't spent time. It was literally like Cotty's from the supermarket jar of jam. He, for his big 21st or 18th present, got a hairdryer and he's like not into, he's not like a guy that's like really into like hairstyling or like the way he looks. Is she she okay? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know her. I hope she's not listening. What's the worst gift you've ever got? Oh, that's a really good question. Say it. Okay. You're worried about losing. No, okay. So, look, bless his soul. He might not be the most hands-on grandfather at all, but he... Is this your father-in-law? Yeah. He never misses someone's birthday, which is beautiful. He always makes the time to, like, say happy birthday, come and drop off a present. But when he goes overseas, he brings back like, oh, my God, like. Oh. Like souvenirs. Yeah, but like, you know, there's nothing worse than getting a souvenir when you haven't been to the place. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's give me a snow dome. Like, I haven't yeah, been to China. Yeah. Like I don't need to have that yeah, because yeah. I'm not there, so it's not yeah. memorable for me. No. But I'm glad you went. Yeah. But like sometimes it's like not even a blanket. It's just like a piece of material that's from <laughs> somewhere and he's like, hang it up, hang it up somewhere. And if anyone knows me, there's no fucking way I'm hanging that shit up anywhere except you know it's funny that you use the snow dome as the example my dad like jokingly collects snow domes everywhere (laughs) he goes and he has this section of his wardrobe called the treasure trove and it's where he just puts really dodgy souvenirs so we actually if we do go anywhere we do buy him a snow dome but it's like a joke it's not like we're like oh look we visited this volcano (laughs) here it is in a snow dome like so what's the worst present you've received or the weirdest present you've received I remember one year for Christmas, my cousins got proper presents from my grandparents and me and both my brothers got socks. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's where favouritism comes in. And you get really sad because you're like, you have to be real even like on the board of cousins and grandchildren. Yeah. Because you pick up on that shit when you're young. You're like, oh. Yeah, nah. So, no, I did pick up on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good to know. All right, my in-laws turned up to a house uninvited whilst I was in labour. Okay. We had planned a home birth and told all of our family that we would not be telling anyone when we went into labour. Labour starts at 4am on Saturday. Fast forward to Sunday around 9 or 10am. We are now in hospital. My partner gets a security camera notification that someone is at our house. He looks at the camera and it's his dad and (laughs) stepmom. Not long after, we both receive multiple phone calls to which my partner replies with a text saying, out to lunch, we'll call later. 
We get a response saying, we just dropped off some food. It's at the front door. My partner calls the next day to say we've had the baby and tell them they crossed boundaries by showing up unannounced, knowing full well we were full term and having a home birth. They said our plan was to leave if we saw extra cars out the front because we'd know you're in labor. So since we told them we wouldn't tell them if we were in labor, they decided to find out for themselves. I'm calling this one rude. I'm calling it a little bit fabulous and savvy. So rude or fabulous? I kind of think it's kind of cute. Like I know that they're breaching, you know, your privacy. And I know that they're- <laughs> it's kind of cute. They're kind of <laughs> breaching your privacy and the boundaries that you have firmly set. <laughs> but I, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. They're just so excited. I'm sure it's like, the, is it the first baby? I don't know. Look, it, yeah, look, it's probably a bit frowned upon. They were trying to drop off some food. <laughs> no, in quotations, uh, food. <laughs> I do want to believe that if they saw more cars, they would turn around. They, but, yeah. There was no excuse. Another story about living with my mother-in-law, an innocent woman who barely touches alcohol and has most definitely never touched drugs in her life. The first night she babysits our newborn (laughs) baby. A newborn baby while we duck out for a quick date night. She calls and says we must come home immediately as she's feeling very unwell. My sister-in-law, a doctor, says we have to hurry too. She's called her prior as she's worried something is seriously wrong. 9-11 is called, we live in the States, and we get home in minutes. The baby is strapped into the car seat, not sure where he's going, and the paramedics, eight firemen, check her out and say they can't find anything wrong. They leave, but then she insists to my husband he must take her to the emergency room. As she leaves, she says, oh, wait, Jane, what are these gummy bears I ate earlier? <laughs> yes, she ate my potent THC-filled CBD gummies I'd hidden at the back of the cupboard. Turns out she wasn't having a heart attack. She was just high off her kite. <laughs> hey, can I just say that my grandmother, Nan, and I know you'll be listening to this, one day I said I had a terrible headache. And she's like, here, I have one of these because it's just like a Nurofen. No joke. 20 minutes later, I am out (laughs) on the bed for about four hours. (laughs) I woke up and I'm like, Nan, I'm pretty sure you just gave me a horse tranquilizer. And she's like, no, 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 darling, it's just these. I looked them up. It is like pretty much morphine. And I was drugged your headache gone? by my own grandma. I had a great sleep and my headache was gone. So I do thank you, Nan. But if I had have known, I would have freaked the fuck out. Oh, my God, this is too funny. This okay. is the same mother and mother-in-law. I like her. Yeah. I think she's a cracker. All right. Living with my mother-in-law, I feared this day would come. Our first time having sex post-baby and she decides to bring us chai tea. <laughs> Wait for it. At 6 a.m. She's never done this before. She enters the room so quietly we don't notice. Oh, my God. It's only until we hear whoops 
when I look over my shoulder, I'm, I know where you are, <laughs> while on top of her son, bum in the air, so close to her head and mortified, she turns around and walks slowly towards the door. It feels like centuries for her to actually leave. Turns out she didn't have her glasses on, so didn't realise what was going on, sure, until she was centimetres away from my bare bum. We stayed in the room for as long as possible and then later just pretended like nothing happened. Can I just say the thing I'm most impressed about this is that the first time they're having sex postpartum, she's on top, she's got her ass fully in the (laughs) air, she's riding him. Like I feel like the first time I had sex it was like like, (laughs) like lying down like, oh, yeah, yeah, no. And That's okay. And he's like, no. you've got to open your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just impressed that you were like obviously giving some different positions a go. Go girl. Have you ever been walked in on? I was Only to- by Poppy. Only by we were Poppy. having sex on the couch and she didn't realise what was happening because we had a blanket over us. And honestly, I was <laughs> like, how did you make no noise, noise working, walking here? Like where were your footsteps? Nah. And she's just standing there and she said, what are you doing? And remember how like when we had that episode about talking <laughs> to our kids about sex, yeah. how I judged you because you said um, daddy's stuck or something. <laughs> I was full like on my high horse like, no, I would explain to my child. You don't. You get thrown. You get thrown. I just said, oh, we're hugging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, daddy. And then, like, Nick had to, I think I just, like, Get his dick out of your ass. (laughs) Not in my ass. But I think I just slowly, like, pulled my underwear up. But Nick was, like, fully naked. So I think he just, like, slowly slipped away with the blanket (laughs) around him and sailed away. And I think she just, like, then sat down and was like, can I watch Coco Melon? Yeah, she would have been like, like, oh, God. That's classy. Oh, in-laws, car seat, major fail. My in-laws are relatively old, in their 80s. I never feel as comfortable leaving my babies with them as my own parents. Anyway, my partner convinced me to leave my son with them. That would have been eight or nine months at the time to give me some time to myself. It took me hours to pack everything to take to their house. After talking to them for a while at drop-off, I said, I'll do the car seat on my way out. They responded that they'd already done it. I was so surprised as I wouldn't even know how to install most (laughs) of my friend's car seats without the instructions. Anyway, I checked it with them when I was leaving and was so horrified. (laughs) Oh, my God. They had put his portable high chair, (laughs) a bumbo-type thing, in the back seat, front-facing. I was in so much shock. I cried, laughed, and they just (laughs) thought I was laughing. I then installed the car seat myself and have had trust (laughs) issues ever since. Oh, my god! I can just imagine them just clipping that in and going, yeah, that'll do Right. Well, back in the day, they didn't have anything. They had horses. They just throw on horseback <laughs> with no saddle. They're back. Oh god, that's true. I'm glad everyone's okay though. We were actually in my mum's car once, <laughs> and my dad had installed the car seats. And like they've done it so many times. Normally perfect. Mum had to brake suddenly, and the whole car seat went flying into the back of Mum's chair. Poor to Goldie. She was fine, but it was so. So she was shook. She was absolutely shook. It happens. We actually did it the other day. I thought Harry was one of our miscommunication moments. (laughs) He put the car seat in. I thought he did, but he just put it in and he thought I was going to do it up. Anyway, next minute we're turning around a corner (laughs) and Yumi's like, oh, she just drops to the right. We're like, all right, pull over. We're going to do her up. (laughs) 
All right. Five minutes after I gave birth to my first baby, husband was FaceTiming his mother and she said, make sure you put my last name on the birth certificate. My husband and I have his dad's last name. If I was going to give my baby two last names, surely one of them would be my own. (laughs) And surely this is like a discussion that happens before birth. Yeah. But maybe she thought I'll get them at the crack, like when they're red hot and they're all in the love zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, yep, yep. You can just do that. (laughs) Do that for me. I actually had a got my mum the other day over the weekend about having joint names because they were young and weren't married. And oh, did you have a hyphenated yeah. name growing so up? Yeah, my, so my name was Butterworth Lange. So my full name was Jade Ashley Butterworth Lange. And if you go through an airport and you got to write that many freaking letters out, it's just such doesn't a waste fit. of time. Well, it's it just a fit. shame Butterworth was so long to begin with. But, like, just stay with Butterworth. Anyway, she goes to me, she's like, I didn't know that I was going to be with <laughs> your father for this long, so I chose to put my name in case Absolutely. that we were going to part ways. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fair That's call. That's thinking. Fair like call. she was like yeah. 17. Mind you, I'm still dealing with the tax and the ATO trying to change <laughs> over my name to my married name. Oh, so. is there anything more annoying? Nothing, and I still haven't done it. No, nah, some documents are in my maiden name, and so I think that's why I never returned to work. Yeah, it's too fucking hard. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, they know me as a different name. Yeah, there. it's too hard. It's Move kind on. of a good. Oh, actually, that was a good thing. So she said, <laughs> "Mum and I have had plenty of conversations over the weekend while we went away." She said something like, "Oh, okay." So the good thing about having your maiden name and then getting married to a new name is when I was overseas, we got heaps and heaps of speeding fines, and <laughs> Harry thinks that I have a letter from Switzerland saying next time you're in Switzerland you're going to jail because we didn't pay for these speeding fines but because we were touristing around we were just like meh doesn't matter and then the rental car place were like meh it doesn't matter because you're in Australia. But that's Jade Butterworth Land. That is Jade Butterworth Land. <laughs> I'm coming back as a Goodwill baby and you guys ain't gonna know nothing until I get more speeding fines. And then you have to go get married <laughs> <Yeah>. again. Sorry <laughs> Harry I gotta go I want to go back to baby. Switzerland and I can't. <laughs> my mother-in-law recently came to my baby shower without a gift. She then left early and went to the pub to see her son and proceeded to describe my guests as looking fake and like they were trying too hard. My husband, her son, was at the pub with the husbands of the girls who my mother-in-law was describing. The husbands heard it all, who naturally reported back to their wives, who then reported it back to me. What a mess. Babe, that just, you can't. Have some common sense. And like why there's going gonna be to some the friend crossover. But why why are you going to the pub? Of all that, like the your pub son stuck wants to, to you? see you at the pub <laughs> while he's having a bro down. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> You're like, it's fine what he what what she said about the wives. But... Yeah, who cares? Oh, okay, so this has come up as a sub thing. Mother-in-law nudie story. This sounds oh, interesting. Gosh. In-laws and us holidayed in Vegas together. Hubby and father-in-law went to play golf. I booked a massage and day spa for myself and my mother-in-law on Groupon. <laughs> mother-in-law didn't pack any togs, so we went about <laughs> so we spent about two hours searching the souvenir shops for togs that would cover her enough to be comfortable as she's admittedly self-conscious about her body. For anyone that doesn't know, Vegas souvenir shops togs are very small. Thankfully, she's a slim build, so she eventually found something. We finally arrived at the day spa and there's a sign on the counter saying no phones, no this, no that, no togs or any other clothing allowed. 
It was a Korean day spa and they had a special mineral water that they said no togs could damage the mineral content or something like that. I was totally fine. My mother-in-law was like, do you still want to go? Very awkwardly, she walks into the large spa room of about 10 naked ladies, one hand across her chest, the other between her legs saying hi to the woman reading her book with her legs spread wide, as wide as wide can be. What an experience. I have never done a naked bath experience. Oh, my God. I've done onsets in Japan. It's the most liberating thing ever. It would be heavenly. Actually, sorry, I did. I was in Mongolia randomly and they wanted us to get changed and I got changed and they said no clothes and there were these larger women just in this like frolicking and I looked at the spa and I was like, everyone's bits are out. Most of you all probably have pubic hair. It would be flying around the spa what do you think these people, like their pubic hair's attached to them. Yeah, but it's people not itch. Fly. People itch in there. Oh, and my God, it's not flying around. No, nah, and then there's like dirty butts in there and I just feel but, like. okay, stop. Bathers or no bathers, your butt is still touching the water. No, it is masked by material. Yeah, but it's not like vac sealed. You don't but have vac sealed bathers your on. Your pubic hair and your bits are intact. In I do there. not know what is like. Do you have attachment issues with your pubic hair? That like if you're like if you're nude in your room, yeah. you don't just have like a fur ball in the corner. Like your pubes are not <laughs> just like always, like if you have a fan on, you don't just have like pubes across the room stuck in Harry's teeth. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> I just piss myself. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine my pubes in his mouth? <laughs> yeah, he needs a toothpick. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I don't Do you know. just need a second it's to not- just have a second to engage your pelvic floor? No, We're hang good. on. Let me just talk just, about just pubes. Loose <laughs> pubes yeah, in again. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Look, the only reason I said pubes is because they were older women and they had pubes out. Even if they all had like strip bikinis, it's not that. It's people's fluids that I freak out over. I just don't want like people's bits. I don't know. I But I, do you get what I'm saying that the bathers don't actually really do anything? Yeah, but for me mentally they do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I know what you're saying. I'm I, saying I, I, I would I happily understand get in. why that can be uncomfortable. Like if yeah. I, let me let me put it this way. If I was in Japan mm. and you had all those hot mineral pools out everywhere, mm. right? They're large, large enough to filter out and go through and around. This was a tiny little Mongolian spa that I was about to pop. I'm not au fait with what a Mongolian spa looks like like, personally. Like it's not much. Yeah. It's not much. If you have to be touching, I don't want that. No, no. And it's also so small that you just like, oh, I'll pass. So I had a shower instead. So the first time my mother-in-law minded my five-month-old, she swore she could be trusted. She has had four of them. I felt sick to my stomach being away only an hour but returned to her outside with my change table, the lot, hosing it down because she got poo everywhere. The baby was covered in poo and she'd called her sister to come over who lived down the road to help her. New change table and six years later, she's still only allowed to mind the kids in very short amount of time. What happened? Hang on. How did she? shit end up all over the change table and all over the baby but who cares it's just shit how's that from what i was just saying about pubes in a spa (laughs) (laughs) now i don't care about shit but pubes in a spa i care about no do you mean (laughs) you would want to know why your baby is covered in shit 
Well, I give get, me a pube over a baby coming in shit any day. Because I can see what happened. She was obviously taking a long time to get to the wipes, and then in that time, the babies picked up poo and wiped it from her butt or his butt over their face or everywhere. And now she's like, oh shit. Then. She's gone to get something and it's rolled all in the nappy and the nappy's gone all over the change table. And then next thing you know, you've got shit everywhere. You're calling cops and ambulance (laughs) and you're like, come on, I need some help. You're speaking from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this one subtitles, rude mother-in-law. Anonymous, please. My pleasure. My mother-in-law has three sons and clearly has a favourite, which is not my husband, despite him being the most successful and we allow them to live in our spare unit. Wow. The favourite son announced he was expecting with his girlfriend and then two weeks later we announced we were expecting. Both our first. When talking to my mother-in-law, she boasted how it took them the first try to conceive compared to our 16 months of trying. Whenever she asks how my pregnancy is going, she always has to bring up the other daughter-in-law, even to the point where she has said how organised she was at 15 weeks, but that was because she had her own mum around. My mum passed away 10 years ago. Luckily, my father-in-law is better. Wow, that just took a downer. That was sad. <laughs> that was really yeah, sad. Yeah, that ended on a sad night and we're sorry. We are and, sorry. And no one should rub it in your face that your mum has passed away. But, yeah, that just sounds very annoying. And what I'd be saying is, hey, <laughs> if Gregory is the favourite <laughs> son, you can go live with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say that too. And yeah. you know what I'm hoping? Hopefully your grandchild ends up being the favourite and then you end up being the winner. (laughs) (laughs) So my husband and I have been together 13 years in August and when we were four years into our relationship, my husband got a FaceTime from his parents who were overseas at the time. He took the call and I was sitting next to him in bed out of shot and he was chatting to his mum and she said, there is a group of girls at the table next to us. Hey, girls, this is my son. He's single. And I yelled, what the fuck? And very shortly after the phone call got disconnected. Apparently she was drunk, but I will never forget that. We have a great relationship now, but it still hurt. We are married with two kids now, so not so single, I would say. Yeah, that shit stinks. I mean, that shit sticks. (laughs) and and it stinks but that's brutal yeah at least they were overseas like at least the chance of anything actually happening is low but it is really harsh to feel like your relationship is like lesser than I would actually confront them and go really like what did you mean I don't care usually when people are drunk the truth comes out so it's kind of like you don't have any leg to stand on drunk or not Get it? I've been waiting for an app like this to unload my crazy mother-in-law stories. Oh, yeah, baby. Just bear in mind, I don't hate her. I get along with her fine because I get over things quickly, but others wouldn't. First, she walked into my birth suite against my wishes while I was in the throes of agony. Could only spit out, I don't want you to see me like this, to be polite, and she stayed regardless to, in quotations, help. Oh, that's not okay. That's not okay. She asked to take videos and photos of my birth. (laughs) I said no videos and tasteful photos only. Once I had an epidural and I was in a rational state again, but she couldn't help herself and took a video of my son's birth after he exited and in the background of the video is my murder scene of a vag. 
She still has a video on her iPad and claims she doesn't show it to anyone else. She told me after that my ob did a fantastic <laughs> job sewing back up my episiotomy. Like why? I actually have a super long diary of all the other crazy stuff she's done since, but my friends who listen to this podcast would know it's me this story came from. That is bloody gold and unacceptable. When people say don't come to the birth, when people say oh don't God, come when no we're having way. a home birth, no means no. One of my friends is having a problem at the moment where her mum really wants to be at the birth of her child and she doesn't want her mum at the birth mm. and she's trying to explain to her mum why she doesn't want her there and she only wants her partner there, etc. Anyway, the other night I was having dinner with just my mum and dad and I said to my mum, I said, oh, I'm just thinking like if we get pregnant again with our third, like I think I would maybe want you there. And she just turns around and she goes, absolutely not. I could not imagine <laughs> anything worse. She goes, I'll look after your other two kids. I love doing that, but I don't want to be at your birth. What would you want me there for? I don't want to sit in the corner while you're in pain. What am I going to do? Sit in the corner and read a book and have a cup of tea? No, you and Nick have got that. I'm not coming in. And I was like, fucking hell, <laughs> tell us what you really think. Safe but, to but, say. But I was like, at least she's honest. She doesn't have to be there. Nick and I have got it fine on our own. And safe to say, Dr. Timmy would happily be in there and actually he goes what about me i said absolutely fucking not you're not coming in (laughs) i'd have dr timmy there we've got a couple of quickies that got sent on instagram (laughs) we had to postpone our wedding and my mother-in-law said she hopes i won't stop losing weight (laughs) (gasps) that's fucking terrible oh my mother-in-law cut my three-year-old's hair without asking he'd never had one before and she absolutely butchered it that's a really big one for me. If anyone, I, that is grounds for me not talking to someone. If anyone touched my kid's hair, especially for the first time, I would go nuts. So my mother-in-law does do trims on all our or her grandkids' hair and one day I said as I was drying my hair, Yumi's like her fringe was getting in the way. I said, go ask grandma to trim your fringe. So she comes back and grandma comes back behind her and she said, oh, I'm just making sure because um, Yumi came in and said she wants a haircut like Cav. <laughs> now, Cav is the two-year-old cousin that has his head shaved. And I said, oh. absolutely not. I did not tell her to tell you that. I said she needs a fringe trim. And she's sitting there going, no, mum, mum. I want hair like Cav. Anyway, luckily she did a trim on the fringe, not the shave. She didn't get the razors out. All right, we're going to wrap this up. But there's been quite a few that have said my mother-in-law or my stepmother-in-law wore a floor-length white dress to our wedding. Big (laughs) no-no. Told my mother-in-law we were pregnant with a girl. She said, remind me next time to teach you how to have a boy. Oh. And we're going to end on. I had a funny, rude mother-in-law story. I was probably about 10 weeks pregnant with my first baby and we'd been out to dinner with the in-laws, who I adore, to be clear. Then as we were saying goodbye, my mother-in-law suddenly bent down and kissed my belly without asking me. Let me remind you, this was my first pregnancy and I was 10 weeks. I was still in my regular jeans. There was no bump to kiss. And from then on, it was just how she said goodbye to me. And I feel like I never really got a chance to object. I'm now halfway through my second pregnancy. And of course, there has been more belly kissing from an inappropriate 
appropriately early stage. The precedent has been set. My parents don't even touch my belly, let alone kiss it. Oh, my God. That is God. classic. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that. It was a bit of a lighthearted one. Thank you so much. We literally have endless Yeah, messages. we could probably do there another so one yeah, another time. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank you for sending them in. Good luck out there with your in-laws and we <laughs> hope this gave you a laugh. And if it didn't. Good on you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.